Welcome to another episode of Sabine's Common Sense. I'm your host, Sabine, the Purpose Lawyer. Thank you for listening and thank you for helping me be on purpose. So today we're going to talk about purpose and what purpose is, right? And I can't I can't actually tell you what your purpose is, but I can tell you what your purpose is not, right? It's not your job. We always think that it's going to be your job, it's going to be your career, but it's not those things. It's actually the thread that actually permeates all the areas of your life and actually ties everything together. And so for me, what I realized that my purpose is, is to help people, right? I like helping people. And I thought that law was going to be the way to do that. Um, It turned out it was not exactly how I thought, but I thought that I wanted to be an entertainment law. I thought I wanted to be an entertainment lawyer and it was going to be fancy. And um, I realized that that wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. So I found that in because I couldn't get into entertainment law at the time, I found it in other areas of the law. And so in in doing that, I found that I can help people in other ways. I didn't have to pivot a lot. I just pivot a little. And so my guest today, funny enough, had a similar story to mine, but she actually got into entertainment law and then realized it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. It wasn't exactly what she expected, but she found another way to help people within the law. So if you're one person, if you're a person that actually got to where you wanted to be and then you looked around and you realize it's not exactly what you wanted, you can still find your purpose. Maybe you just have to pivot a little. So hopefully you find your answers in this interview. Welcome, Rashida. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Excited for, to be here. Oh, thank you for coming. I'm so excited to talk to you. We haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but I'm so glad to be here. I'm just like, your platform is amazing. Oh, so. thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. So for those of you who don't know her, I'm sitting with Rashida Siddiqui. She's an attorney extraordinaire. <laughs> She's very experienced. Um, and we're going to kind of just talk about your journey and and how you how you got here and um and, and what the road was like. Okay. So, did you always this is okay, I kind of hate this question, uh-huh. but I feel like I always have to ask it when I'm talking to lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, did you always want to be an attorney? Like wh- how what was that path like? You know you? what? Surprisingly, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I tell people the story is um I remember in elementary school, like mm-hmm. my teacher Miss Purdy mm-hmm. had us write an article and we had to interview some Somebody, uh, what do we want it to be? Okay. And I interviewed my aunt's husband, who was a lawyer at that time. Oh. And I found this like elementary school paper that I wrote. And like I found this when I was in law school. Oh, wow. And it was about me being an attorney. So I always wanted to be an attorney. I didn't know what type of attorney. I just knew I wanted to be one. Right. So the answer to that is actually surprisingly yes. Yes, that's funny. (laughs) My answer is yes, too. But Mm -hmm. again, I didn't know either. Mm -hmm. I didn't know like what type of law. Why Mm -hmm. did I want to be an attorney? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like that was the thing that I thought I wanted to do. And I think that actually probably like is why I'm still practicing law. Because it was like innately in me and just like something that I wanted to do. It wasn't something that somebody pressured or my family was like, you have mm-hmm. to be a lawyer or your friends were like, well, this is the thing to do. Right. It was just like, I kind of knew when I was small, I wanted yeah. to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and you kept that thread along the way? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, you, you 
not quite along the way okay. because it kind of diverged when I went to college. Okay. I thought I wanted to be a filmmaker mm. at the time. So I went to um, Howard University. Oh, yes. Yes, Howard. HU. <laughs> HU, okay. Now, and that wasn't me. That wasn't my story. I wish it was. But, <laughs> but I'm happy for you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I was in the School of Communications. Okay. And this was like when A Different World was on and mm. all of this stuff. So I was like, I'm going to be a filmmaker. I'm going to do direct movies. This is right. like Hype Williams and all of that was Ooh, going on yes. in the background. Mm-hmm. So that was, I was initially a film production major. Oh, okay. Um, with a PR minor. So I was just full school of communications mm-hmm. and kind of just stayed on that platform. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, at School of C, they had like this kind of sub, I guess, minor mm-hmm. called legal communication. Oh. And I was like, what is that? And I spoke to my counselor. They were like, well, you need some extra credits. Take mm-hmm. this kind of like other thing that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And it was about entertainment law and just like the kind of the background about doing, you know, working with clients, being a mat- not, well, attorney mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. So then I was like, film production isn't exactly exciting me right now because <laughs> I was like doing stuff and I was like, this is kind of what I want to do. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll just kind of pivot into legal communication. Okay. And that's how I decided, well, lawyer. Okay. And surprisingly, when I was going through the route of like being production, I hadn't thought about that essay that I had written when I was in like, you know, elementary school about being right. a lawyer. Right. It was film production, directing movies and videos and stuff like that. So. That's interesting. Yeah, because sometimes we we put things out there and then it kind of draws us to, Ex- <laughs> to it without us really knowing. Exactly. And just kind of like just how my story goes on how I'm practicing now. It just mm-hmm. seems like things kind of not just happened to me, but it's been along that line of what my passion is. Okay. So even transitioning to what I do now, mm-hmm. it's just a funny story, which we'll discuss, as, you know, <laughs> okay. we can get into as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it wasn't, yeah, I started doing film work and stuff like that. I think I was like on, um, what's that show that Nanda Williams was to have? Ananda it was Williams. on BT. And it was like a talk. Sh- it was a um a talk show, mm-hmm. and that was like, was, it, was it her show or not? It was she was hosting it. Okay, okay. and everyone at Howard kind of did their internship on that. Okay, so like okay. there's times I'm like in the crowd. Or I'm like doing some slight PR and stuff like that. But that was it for the first couple of years at Howard. I didn't mm-hmm. change my minor until my junior year. And then oh, I was wow. like, okay, I'm doing, thinking about law school mm-hmm. and taking those classes. And I met an entertainment lawyer attorney and it was a young female attorney. Okay. And she came to speak on career day. Mm-hmm. And she was just amazing. And I literally was like, wow. There's, That's what I want to do. Yes. <laughs> it was one of those moments when, one, you see a female black attorney. Right. And then she's in entertainment and she was like really powerful in explaining what she did. And I was like, okay, this encompasses entertainment. Mm-hmm. She's a young black attorney and I'm in love with her. And I'm gonna go <laughs> Already. This, exactly. I'm like, this is the field I'm going into. Yeah. And that was my trajectory. Entertainment law. I started applying to law school mm-hmm. and yeah. Wow. There. So th- a lot of things there. One, representation matters, right? Yes. So like seeing someone that looks like you in a position that you want to be mm-hmm. in. That is that is awesome. And But what was it about the, just in case anyone's interested in the mm-hmm. filmmaking, what was it about that that you didn't like? It's like the actual doing the thing. Yeah, it <laughs> okay. was the mundaneness of it. Like right. I think whatever your passion is, like everything's going to have like they're not so great days mm-hmm. and, you know, you're going to have like, you know, doing the work every day, but you have to actually have a passion for it to mm-hmm. get through those mundanes. And I was like, just 
the behind the scenes. I was like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Yeah, I think I was more of like watching television. It was like, I'm going to direct. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, the product is there. Right. But then all of the behind the scenes on what you need to do, casting, getting, you know, mm -hmm. coming up with like your ideas and it just wasn't me. Okay. It wasn't. I have friends that continue to be the great filmmakers today. Mm -hmm. And that was their passion. But I was just like, this is work. This is work. It felt like it was work. And I okay. was like, I didn't want to do something that felt like it was work. It okay. felt like it should be natural. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you, so all right. So, so now you're interested in entertainment mm -hmm. law. You're doing mm -hmm. all the things. You're applying mm -hmm. to law school. Mm -hmm. And when you got into law school, did you feel at home? Did you feel like... So, mm -hmm. surprisingly, after I went to Howard University, mm -hmm. um, I ended up going to Yeshiva University, Benjamin and Cardoza Law School afterwards, okay. back to New York. <laughs> so, people always convert. They were like, you went from a historically black college university to <laughs> historically Yeshiva. Historically Jewish. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, the pivot was, but it was also number, I think either number one or number two in the country for intellectual property and entertainment. Mm, so I was okay. like, okay, this is the field I want to go into. They came in and they were like, we're recruiting, you know, black mm. students to come into the to the law school. They oh. gave me a nice little package because, oh, nice. you know, money still has to, you know, law school is expensive. Exactly. That's so awesome. that was, you know, staying on there and making sure the bills were being paid and I got some scholarship money. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it wasn't, I was probably... Out of our class, maybe five persons of color. Wow. Um, so when I got there, even though it was in the heart of New York, right there on Fifth Avenue, mm -hmm. it was just not many of us. Just not enough. Okay. And um, <laughs> immediately I went to like the Black Law Students Association. It was like, okay, we're going <laughs> to do as much as we can and make sure that I, we're known and we get, you know, entertainment stuff and mm -hmm. get it involved. So that part of it made me feel um, welcome, welcome into was there like, like a school. culture shock? Did you? Feel it like? was a culture shock. Okay, it was definitely a culture shock. As mm -hmm. I said, you would think being in the heart of New York, there mm -hmm. wouldn't be a culture shock, but also coming from Howard, where I was just surrounded by I mean. people mm -hmm. that just looked like me and just felt like me, and then just no, like mm -hmm. it was, it was definitely a culture shock. Okay, and then law school was a culture shock. It's mm -hmm. a different way of thinking. Um, and I, even though I got the scholarship, I was also working mm. while I was in law school for the entire three years. So wow. I was. You were in, working in entertainment still? I was working um, at Comedy Central. Oh. <laughs> I got an internship through Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. So I was working there part time in their mm -hmm. legal department. Mm -hmm. um, so I was going to law school during the day, working part time, sometimes during the day, depending between classes oh, going wow. and coming back after classes and after work. So that was going on. So mm. I didn't really feel connected with being a law student. Okay. But as I said, a black law student association kind of like the, they kind of brought, you in. brought me in. And mm. then I've always been kind of a person that like, let's just take things on. Mm. So I ended up running for like president of boss. So I was like, <laughs> like, you don't have enough other things to do. <laughs> right. This is what you're going to do. Right, I'm an intern work and, and be, be you know, <laughs> social activist and making sure that our name and we're being taken care of in this law school and making sure we're heard. Right. Um, so that made me feel more welcome. Okay. And that's kind of been always my theme is like, wherever I'm going to go, I'm going to make sure that I, I belong there just as much as you do. Yeah. So you're going to make sure that you hear me. <laughs> yeah. Talk about that. Like, where did that come from? Because mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I found challenging is mm -hmm. feeling welcome, feeling like I belong, mm -hmm. like paving my own lane or mm -hmm. what have you. Mm -hmm. how, how did you already have that? Um, 
big family mm. <laughs> <laughs> fighting. Um, I'm one of on my dad's. I'm originally from Grenada. Okay. Um, and I have nine other siblings. Mm. My grandmother has like. Think maybe forty grandchildren. Oh wow, she was and a kid. Was yeah, <laughs> yeah. She had nine children. She had ten, eleven children. One per- one passed away, mm. but a huge family. And just it was always like, even though we we're huge, we just knew that you were meant to do something, and mm. you have to take your to get in there and fight for you and make sure you're heard. And I think growing up in that type of family mm-hmm. was how I just when I went to law school, when I went to college, it was just like stand out. Um, I'm the second oldest, okay. so I'm also kind of like the leader, responsible mm-hmm. for everyone. So that also kind of also helped me with taking on leadership roles and right. just knowing I have to hunker down. <laughs> um, okay, classes, I have to make sure I make the grades. I have to make sure I mm-hmm. go to, cl- um, you know, get to Comedy Central on time mm-hmm. and get back to study with my study group. And also if we're having a black, is you know, boss event, make sure that's taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just compartmentalizing and I'm a Capricorn so. okay <laughs> <laughs> so I like so that ast- explains it <laughs> yes I like astrology and they were like Capricorns are leaders Michelle Obama oh so Mary well, J. Blige is some good, good Capricorn exactly so <laughs> that kind of just made me always just know I had to make myself heard and right. that's kind of what I've been doing that's super dope that's super dope and so now you're you know you're in law school mm-hmm. you're doing all the things and you're still focused on um, entertainment law. Mm-hmm. Did you pursue that when you graduated? So no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated in 2002. Okay. And there was a recession going on, mm, and awesome. the law firms weren't hiring. <laughs> wow. And it was very very hard. Okay. Um. So actually, you know. Once again, it kind of just been like focus on what needs to be done. My mm-hmm. focus was I needed to pass the bar. Okay. So I decided to take both New York and New Jersey bar at the time. Mm-hmm. And for that summer, I just was like, you know what? I'll figure out what happens with work, but I just need to pass the bar because if I don't pass the bar, all of this <laughs> is for naught. Right. <laughs> so after I after I took the bar, um, started looking for things and was finding nothing. I mean, mm. and I was networking during law school. I was going to like all the entertainment industry events right. for like, you know, black law students. And um, just I had worked at the Authors Grill. So I did all of those kind of like checkmark mm-hmm. things. But reality was we were in a recession and they weren't hiring lawyers at that time, especially right. first year lawyers. So um, decided to temp. Okay. Um, people don't realize it. A lot of places take temp lawyers. I and didn't realize yes. that either. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I decided there was an agency and they were looking for temporary attorneys and they put you into different firms or they mm-hmm. put you into, um, I went to the attorney general's office. Mm-hmm. And was basically working as if, like, you would have thought I came through the oh. guy hired by the AG's office. But it was through a temp agency. Oh, I was wow. working with the other attorneys, getting paid like the other attorneys. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Environmental Protection Agency, which was <laughs> far from anything I wanted to do. Right. Um, but as I said, recession. <laughs> I had to, rent had to be paid. So that was how I started initially after law school, was going wow. through the temp agency. Um, but then focused and knew that I didn't want to stay in environmental law. This was just to pay the rent right. at the time okay. and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and then I also wasn't quite 100 percent sure that I wanted to do entertainment law. See, that's interesting yes. <laughs> because once you go through, then you're like, 
but there's so many options of what I, what I can do. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. the one thing that, I mean, plenty of things about law school, but mm. you don't really have to focus on, you, you can say you want to do a, a you know, particular area, but right. the good thing about it, there's so many areas of law mm-hmm. and you can pivot into another area. You don't have to stick with that area that you wanted to do. Right. So um, just us, kind of the same thing. I went to Comedy Central, was working there doing mm-hmm. like entertainment contract work, and then I was at the Authors Guild doing some work there as well. Mm-hmm. While I'm in law school, okay, and just once again realizing I didn't quite like entertainment the law, grunt, yeah. the grunt part of it. <laughs> it wasn't exactly what I wanted to um, do. And speaking with other entertainment lawyers, they mm-hmm. were like, "Well, you may want to pivot and become a manager," mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's not what, what I, I wanted, wanted to do." <laughs> okay. Um, or yeah. you need to go into like a boutique law firm that does entertainment and that's where you kind of get where you want to do. Do right. Yeah. Um, just just for people who are listening. Mm-hmm. So like what we're describing is like the background work is the actual reading contracts after contracts and making adjustments and, you know, mm-hmm. going back and forth. And that's what it takes. Right. But sometimes mm-hmm. when you think I want to be an entertainment lawyer, it sounds a little bit more glamorous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think there's going to be a lot more fun involved. And mm-hmm. so that's what you were faced with. You're like, actually, this is yeah, <laughs> this is not the grunt work. And mm-hmm. once again, it always go back to you can deal with the grunt work. If you're doing your passion. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because every kind of every field is going to have grunt work. Mm-hmm. But what's your passion and what's going to get you through the day? And mm. doing that contract work was not what I wanted to do. And okay. as I said, from the kind of speaking with mentors along the way, manage being a manager wasn't also what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, so I was like, well, now I don't know what I want to <laughs> do. I have this law degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm temping in like the Environmental Protection Agency mm-hmm. um, for the AG's office. I'm far off scale on anything in my career. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? Okay. And okay. I need to figure out. And, you know, that's life. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to figure things out as you go. Mm. Um, And a friend of mine was leaving her job and she was doing real estate law. Okay. And she was like, well, come leave the AG's office because you're you're basically Mm. crying (laughs) every day. Um, Every day. Um, Mm. And you can work with, you know, this small law firm. Mm. Um, You know, you do real estate and stay there for a couple of months and then Mm. figure out what you want to do in entertainment. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's how I ended up where I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is wow. like going on 18, 19 years. Oh my gosh, she with found the partner. thing, guys. <laughs> yes. Yes, it yes. is. It is. And the behind it is always about the passion. Like, mm-hmm. I start thinking about, even when I was coming here, I was like, kind of my path, like, what was the underlying theme mm-hmm. of it? Okay. And it was always that. I knew my heart right. or what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be in a big law firm. Mm-hmm. So I knew that wasn't the avenue. Yeah. Even as being a inter- going into entertainment, I knew I wanted to work hands-on with people. Right, right. Talk um, about mm-hmm. why big law is not attractive because sometimes people think about that and they think just because it's money, right? Mm-hmm. They think about the money. Mm-hmm. But people who think past that... Mm-hmm kind of realize maybe it's not the right thing well why wasn't it right for you because once again the money would have been probably great Mm -hmm. but the amount that you give up to get that you have Mm -hmm. no life like Mm -hmm. you have no life for family for friends you're committing to working 
really just working your entire life Mm -hmm. for these big firms. And Mm -hmm. they're going to want those billable hours. You're going to be there until midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., making those hours, especially in the beginning of your career. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're really looking through the paperwork. You're not doing anything but in a small little cubicle right. looking through that paperwork. And that was kind of the big law firm experience. Mm-hmm. They were like, get in there for the first five or how many years and just, just do it. Do it. Give it away. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And I had friends that did that and they paid off loans and stuff like that. And they got out and they never went back, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate because as people of color, we're not we're not up on the tier on these firms and we right. need to be. Mm-hmm. But I think because of what that encompasses so much of giving of yourself, mm-hmm. those first couple of years, it kind of burns you out. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, you don't want to be burnt out. So, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're right. That's that's the path. People do it because they just deal with it for that, mm-hmm. that period of time. But if that's not your passion, like you said, maybe you can't even make it through that that five-year period mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you knew that that wasn't for you so yeah. what, what 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 did you think about next mm-hmm. yeah so I knew that I needed to be somewhere where I can have an, a life kind mm-hmm. of a balance mm-hmm. I also knew that I wanted to work hands-on with clients okay. because that's really what I wanted to do I wanted to help individuals mm-hmm. um and I just so going with that, when my friend uh, told me to come to this small law firm, I was like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know real estate. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, I'm a learner. Right. I can learn. You know, it's it's contract work. I'm familiar with contract work. Right. I can read. I can, you know, do those things. And um, she said, just come and see how it is for a couple of months. And if mm-hmm. you don't like it, you go back to temping or mm-hmm. you figure something else. Right. And that's you just have to have that flexibility mm-hmm. about it. Um so once I met my, well, at this now he's my partner okay. <laughs> in the law firm. But when I met my uh, the person at the time, John Serpico, who was the um, the, mm-hmm. the the owner, owner okay. of the law firm, um, we just kind of sat down and had a conversation. It mm-hmm. was not, it was an interview, but it was more of a conversation. Okay, about life. What did you want to do? Where do I see myself in five years? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how did I get to get to him Mm -hmm. and we just clicked we literally clicked and spoke for maybe two hours Mm. i don't think he looked at my resume once really (laughs) i honestly this day i told him i was like i don't think you looked at my resume or my law school transcript at all at all and at the end of the interview he was like when can you start oh awesome and it was because we just once again kind of vibed and was talking Mm -hmm. and even with that, once I started, I was like, oh, I got the job now. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> what do I do next? Right. It's real estate. I don't know anything about real estate. <laughs> <laughs> and he was going on vacation that summer. Oh, boy. And was like, you're going to have the run of the law firm. His father had just recently passed away. Okay. So it was actually just him and his paralegal. Okay. And then I was coming so on as an attorney. his father had started the firm. Yes. Okay. So it was him and his father. Mm-hmm. Um, his father was doing, like, tax work. He was doing doing real estate and like trust and estates work. Okay. Um, and then I was coming in to do the real estate and okay. help him out. And um, yeah, I didn't have any experience. So my friend who was leaving, she was working with him mm-hmm. as his as his intern when she was in law school. Okay. My okay. best friend. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'll just, you know, in the nighttime, I'll go over contracts with you. Okay. And go highlight them. And That's literally cool. we would sit there and she would highlight with a highlighter the contracts wow. and explain every term mm-hmm. and scenarios and things like that. And I would have that when I'm going with clients. I have my little cheat sheet <laughs> and was giving advice. And mm-hmm. kind of really just put your head to the ground and figured it out. Right. 
and had uh-huh. him as a mentor. That's good. That's yes. good. So even though I'm saying this, I'm like big on mentors because the entire time you see representation. Yeah. I was going to say how important is mentorship? Um, is it to you and how has it sort of mm-hmm. helped you? I'm assuming it was- mentorship is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in any aspect of life, whether you decide to be an attorney, whether mm-hmm. ever feel you have to have a mentor mm-hmm. and you have me- multiple mentors. Um, for me, just seeing the lady when I was at Howard, she didn't mm-hmm. even realize she was my mentor. Just right? seeing mm-hmm. her there. Mm-hmm. That was kind of being my unofficial mentor. knowing I wanted to become a lawyer and this right. female, black female attorney. And then when I started practicing, John, who was, even though he was my boss at the time, mm-hmm. he became my mentor. Mm-hmm. And then there were other female attorneys that were practicing law um, that became my other kind of like mentors as well. Okay. They had the Black Law um, Black Lawyers Association. So mm-hmm. they had a, like a more, um, I guess, formal mentor program. Mm-hmm. So that's where I met one of my other mentors. <laughs> and it was just having these people around to give me advice. Right. Um, so I think mentors are great because mm-hmm. as a starting out attorney, um, you're going to make mistakes. Right. And it's about learning from those mistakes and not... and. You're not not letting it kind of like engulf you and mm-hmm. obviously not making it lose your license mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as well. Um, but mentors are very important. very important. Yes. So tell me what about real estate has sort of caught mm-hmm. your attention <laughs> and yeah. got you, you know, focused for 18 years. Yeah. Um, practicing in this area. Mm-hmm. Helping people mm-hmm. like that really is the grunt work is the contracts are the same boilerplate contracts mm-hmm. with writers and kind of mm-hmm. the paperwork mm-hmm. but each transaction is a new set of individuals mm-hmm. it's new people i have clients that i represented when they were just buying their first property mm-hmm. and then they had children mm-hmm. and then they sold and then they had another child and mm-hmm. they send me pictures of their dogs of their puppies Aww. of their kids uh you know i come back and represent them when they're buying another house and that actually makes me see them like you're you're progressing and I'm helping you get this dream Mm -hmm. or I had like a client it was a lady and she was like in her 60s and she bought a co-op for the first time she was like I she literally was crying at the closing and I was like this is amazing this is what I wanted to do I wanted to help people get to their dreams right right. and even though the paperwork is the same the individuals are different right (laughs) and I think that's what happens with law that's I think what lawyers do we help we help, yeah. yeah. And it took me yeah. a while to realize that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I would watch Scandal and Olivia Pope, and mm-hmm. how you yes. know she's a fixer, and yeah. you know after a while I was like, well, that's kind of what we do, right? Mm-hmm. We we everybody brings us their problems. We mm-hmm. figure out how to solve it. You know, mm-hmm. if we've seen it before, if it's a new situation, we figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then we help them go along with it in their lives. Some yeah. areas are more rewarding than others. Though. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Don't talk about the litigation. <laughs> so I do transactional. There uh-huh. was when I just started. It was for a family member. I remember going to like criminal court. Okay. And that judge like laid it on me. And I was like, I am never, <laughs> never coming into criminal court again. I don't, I don't, I don't blame you. I had I had a similar situation when I when I started out early on. I was doing divorce and mm-hmm. matrimony, mm-hmm. and this judge in Brooklyn, um, family no um, matrimonial court, mm-hmm. man, she made my life miserable. <laughs> Everything I did, she uh-huh. was like making me feel like I was stupid, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I remember leaving that court. It was like night court too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Am I even worthy to be a lawyer at all? 
That's how they make you feel. It's yeah. really, really hot. Yeah, they have a good kind of like, okay, no, this is what I, let me stay on the field that I know and I'm good yeah. at what I do. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So if we could get into a little bit of what, what are some of the things that people should know with working with a real estate attorney, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, everybody thinks like, you know, oh, real estate, I'll just, you know, get a near attorney to represent them. But mm-hmm. it actually is really nuanced mm-hmm. as far as the contract terms, mm-hmm. because you're saving up a lot of money and right. you're putting your money on the line. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you understand those terms, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. getting a mortgage, whether it's time periods mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's a lot of money that you're putting on the line. So mm-hmm. you have to have an attorney that understands those terms. Right. And the thing about real estate is, is that the paperwork may be the same, but the time periods and the deadlines mm-hmm. are really important because if you miss a deadline, you can eventually, you can potentially lose your down payment. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have an attorney that's focused on that area and they are in court or something and mm-hmm. you, you know, your money's at, your money's at rest. Right. Um, so knowing the contract terms, knowing different situations that come up mm-hmm. that you can kind of like work around it to get you to that closing table. Because at the end of the day, I always tell clients, the seller wants to sell and the buyer <laughs> wants to buy. Right. So we're going to figure out about that. And it's negotiation. I love negotiating. <laughs> so I don't like litigation, but I love negotiating. Like negotiating. So if you're a good negotiator, mm-hmm. that's also good, like real estate, because you're kind of always haggling with like, we have riders and terms that you want in there. And yeah. you're like, well, okay, I'll leave this in there. I'll take this out on this situation. But mm-hmm. on another contract, I must say, no, this has to go in there right so you have to know which kind of things are gives and takes and what things you need to fight for and what things you don't need to fight for Mm -hmm. um also i remember when i just started practice on another attorney she -hmm. said your reputation is paramount as Mm -hmm. an attorney Mm -hmm. and in real estate there's so many avenues where you can temptation comes and (laughs) they're like oh just show up to a closing and have the person sign these documents Mm -hmm. you never met the person and no I've had I remember when I just started practicing I used to have mortgage brokers or realtors come to me and say oh just we'll pay you $500 just to come and sit down and have them sign papers you're like no they're not my client they're not my client Mm -hmm. I need to go over it and explain it to them why explain it to them just have them sign it (laughs) no I Pay too much money for law school. Yeah, you will lose your license. And I've mm-hmm. met real estate, well, former real estate attorneys who have had that happen to them where mm-hmm. they get caught up in mess. And next thing you know, they're disbarred. Yes. And now they don't have a career. Exactly. You know? But they still got to pay for that license. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I remember that's paramount. So I think when I just, that was one thing I always keep in the back of my head from mm-hmm. that attorney. She said, your reputation is paramount and mm-hmm. it can be gone in a minute. And that one client is not worth it. Yeah. So it's, I, when I tell I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I can't represent you. Yeah. Thank and you. Thank you for bringing that yeah. up. Yeah. And that's a powerful thing to say is I can't represent you yeah. and kind of like feel <laughs> that you can do it, which is a good thing about being a partner <laughs> as well. <laughs> I love that part where I was like, I don't want to be your yeah, attorney. Yeah, she's a partner. She's not just an attorney. Okay. <laughs> So that would yeah. yeah, reputation is very important and being able to that moral aspect of it, knowing what's your fine line and not mm-hmm. putting your license on the line. On the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think um I don't know that if it's if attorneys of color fall into this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I hope that they are, you know, if anyone is listening, that they really do take that to heart. Mm-hmm. Like it's not worth it. Whatever that transaction is, whatever that matter is, um, 
<laughs> if somebody wants to pay you under the table, there's there's a good reason for that. Mm-hmm. So you definitely don't want to um, put your license on the line and your reputation, even if mm-hmm. you don't end up practicing. Like mm-hmm. you worked hard for that. Like yeah. don't you know don't don't um compromise yourself. Exactly, like that. Mm-hmm. exactly. That's good. And so you probably got good mentorship from the attorney. You <laughs> yes, work, you yeah. Work, so that was with. yeah. And the the mentorship was phenomenal. Like even mm-hmm. for him, I remember him telling me just about negotiating. He was mm-hmm. like. My first closing was hilarious. It was in the Bronx. <laughs> it was, um, I was a bank attorney at the time, okay. and the two attorneys were screaming at each other, mm. like I mean, cursing "f you," wow. and I'm like, "This is attorneys how they behave," <laughs> right. and I'm calling him on my cell, and I'm like, "What should I do?" Your it's first closing, my first closing. <laughs> I was like, "Are you like punking me or something?" Right, right. This is hilarious. He was like, "Stand up, say if you don't make a decision." now I'm leaving with the money. Mm. And literally I stood up and I said, <laughs> I need to go. If you guys can't come to a decision now, I'm leaving with the money. And literally in a few woke minutes, everybody, everybody woke up <laughs> and they made, they came to a compromise and they worked it out and they closed. Mm. But then having the ability to call my partner back at the office and say, what should I do? Mm-hmm. So that mentorship was there, right. um, was good. So mentors, I'm 100% like you have to have good mentors. Right, right. And they could be people of your own, like your own colleagues. And mm-hmm. like my law school friends are some of my best mentors. My best friend, she does bankruptcy law and mm-hmm. she's a mentor to me as well because I'll sometimes with things about the law firm, I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, what should I do? Mm-hmm. And I'll get her, her ear and she'll give me advice. Okay. And I think that's also kind of things your, your peers can be your mentors. It doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be somebody older than you or somebody that um, you necessarily would think is you can have unofficial mentors right. as well. I love mm-hmm. that you brought that up. Um, I was reading a book, uh, this guy called Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. He has a book called Tribe of Mentors. So mm-hmm. what he did was he interviewed um, a bunch of like successful people and mm-hmm. asked them like the same questions. And so it was like a mentorship book that you're getting from, mm-hmm. you know, all these people who have been through and, and found some sort of success. So, yeah. There mm-hmm. is unconventional ways where you can get mentorship. I mm-hmm. always like found it difficult. Like, how do I get a mentor? How do mm-hmm. I ask? Yeah, you, know? you think you have to go and ask somebody and be like, hi, my name is Rashida. <laughs> I just graduated. Can, right. you be, can you be my mentor? And it kind of just comes organically as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yet they had like the, I remember the, I said the Black um, Metropolitan Black Bar Association, they mm-hmm. had a mentor program. Okay. Um, there was another program, I think it was through the Black Entertainment and Sports Lawyers Association. They mm-hmm. had a mentorship program. Mm-hmm. So they did have those formal programs, but then the mentors that I have through this day are the more the ones that kind of went organically. Like okay. we met and it was just like having the conversations and just seeing that this person was somebody you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 totally awesome. And I I I think that's I agree with that. I think that you definitely definitely need people because even for me I started out on my own mm-hmm. and I had to find other attorneys to like you which know, I'm just to like <laughs> that's one thing I must say <laughs> I'm glad I had a partner <laughs> when I Thank started you. because for all my friends and for you that started out on your own and just kind of like hooked up you I'm just like how did you I do my it shingles, girl I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I still ask myself like what you know how did you do that so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a it's just you know it's a journey and like you know Mm -hmm. we never know what our journey is going to be like you thought you had it figured out Mm -hmm. and you just you know ended up finding your way and that's that's pretty much Mm -hmm. what I did but Mm -hmm. it's it's great when you have that support you know Mm -hmm. in hindsight I'm like I would have just definitely gotten that support you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. um um 
uh, ahead of time. So you're doing real estate now. Um, mm-hmm. And what are some of the, the things that people maybe don't realize in going into purchasing a house that they may need to prepare for? Mm-hmm. So the down payments mm-hmm. and getting approved. I have so many clients that really don't understand the closing costs that come into it mm-hmm. and just the process of getting yourself prepared for that mm-hmm. financial that financial stake that you're about to have. Mm-hmm. Um, the attorneys typically come in at the end of the trend, like towards the end. You follow right. the process. You've been working with your um, with your realtor. Um, you have a mortgage person. And then it'll be surprising when I start going over the numbers with them. And mm-hmm. they're like, wow, mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared for this closing cost. Mm-hmm. And you would have thought that the realtors or the mortgage person would have said, this is how much you need to do. Right. But they don't know, re- realize that. Mm-hmm. And then also for people of color as well. This is our first time doing this. So we don't right. have this mentorship of saying, this is what we need to save up for. This is what the additional costs are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different funding, you know, different ways of different grant programs mm-hmm. or there's different um, down payment assistance programs that you can look into and just being aware of explaining what the contract means. Yeah. And I really take my time for clients. I'm just not having you sign a document. Mm-hmm. I really want you to understand what you're signing because if you understand the process when your children mm-hmm. or your family members come to you, you can explain it to them as well because mm-hmm. they really need to understand. I don't want you to feel like you just signed a document and you found a property and now you're <laughs> Closed. Right, right. I, so, I like mm-hmm. how you sort of um, brought that mentorship thread in there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even in buying a home, you could find a mentor, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of like someone who came before you and brought a home so that you know that you're prepared. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, working with the right attorney to make sure that you're educated mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But that's dope. So, what's next for you, Rashida? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what's next? <laughs> well, my vacation is next, but also I know balance, balance. Remember, yes. I said that at the beginning, you have to find that balance, which is for why sure. I'm glad I have a partner because I can go on a vacation occasionally. Yes. <laughs> Um, but balance and mm. just, you know, finding things outside of law. Like I love law, but I also love mm. like, um, you know, running and mm. I love like I do marathons. I wish I was doing the New York City Marathon really? this weekend, but I'm not. I'm going to be cheering uh, for my friends. So you've, you've done marathons. Yes, wow. I've done. I've done four or five. I have to think because I haven't ran wow. a marathon in so long now because mm. of the pandemic. Mm. But yeah. Um, that's that's how'd you that's, get into that? Funny enough, it mm. was because of a friend. She had um, mm. she had cancer, mm. and I was gonna raise funds for charity for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So okay. they kind of prepare you to run for charity, and I just started loving running. Oh wow! And when I was in law, so once again mm. with this thread, when mm-hmm. I was studying for the bar exam, mm-hmm. I'm I live in Brooklyn, okay, near Prospect Park, okay, and I would get up in the morning and go and walk around the park, mm-hmm. and I remember saying. This is a huge park. Like <laughs> right. I would see this lady and these people running. I'm like, how the hell are you, park? Yeah. How are <laughs> you doing this? Yeah. And then when I started running, the person was like, You're gonna run this park. And I was like, No. no. Wow. <laughs> no, are one you not one lap, right? Multiple. Yeah, there were like multiple loops. Wow. And the guy was the first day, he was like, just run to that stoplight. 
walk, mm-hmm. run to the next stoplight, mm-hmm. walk, run to the next stoplight. And then that's how I end up running the park the first time. And then now I can get up and run the park without thinking about it. Oh, I'm wow. like, oh, it's just three miles. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe just it. Just a but 5K. Just a 5K. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just wake up and do that. Mm-hmm. But it's just, yeah. So that's been my like side passion. Of I just, love that. And it gave me kind of a way to kind of like tune out the world and just kind mm-hmm. of breathe and enjoy being outdoors and stuff like that. Yeah. So you found a way to to find balance mm-hmm. with, with your career because I know mm-hmm. real estate could be a little um, um, active. Yes, <laughs> right? it is. Like the, deadlines, the, the deadlines. The deadlines. Yes. Yeah. And so fast paced. <laughs> right. A hundred percent. So it's uh, allowed you to find balance. I think that that's important because mm-hmm. I think anything in life, we can enjoy it if mm-hmm. we give it the right amount of attention and also give ourselves the right amount of attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love that you um, that you found that and you love to travel <laughs> i love to travel that's my other part of just like i was i'm from originally from grenada and i said i have my passport for when i was age two okay so i've been traveling since then <laughs> and i'm like i have my stamps mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. give me a passport this pandemic has put me on hold i'm just like okay i right. need to go back <laughs> um but yeah traveling was also another thing about Every three months used to be I have to kind of get my break away from New York, whether it's just a weekend to like, Mm -hmm. you know, another state or travel or getting on a plane somewhere Mm -hmm. to once again, finding that balance and then coming back and resetting with clients. And it's like, okay, I'm back. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, travel is also another avenue running traveling and then i have a little puppy who's two years old so (laughs) that's my princess nia who is (laughs) my friends say my obsession (laughs) (laughs) so you definitely like having a full life um Mm -hmm. that you know i just think it's 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 important like i said like especially traveling just like resets the energy Mm -hmm. totally because you're like going to a whole new different place it's totally reset and now now mm-hmm. you're back and you could like be refreshed. Exactly. And you appreciate coming back to New York because mm-hmm. you're like you met you ate, you met some great people, you kind of relaxed and now mm-hmm. you're back to where you live and you're like, you know what, this is great. This is why I do this work. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can enjoy it. And so traveling and just opens your mind to like so many different like people and cultures and everything. Traveling is amazing. <laughs> if you can do it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I want to thank you so much for coming. Thank you for being here. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh my gosh, it's already. I'm like, it seems like it's yes. I'm like, thank you so much. I'm You're welcome. glad you have this platform. And I said, this is amazing. Thank and you. just seeing you as uh, just being an attorney as yourself, you're in having your own firm and doing <laughs> what you do. It's great to see inspiring to me as oh, well. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. So I've been low-key watching her from afar, so she's been mentoring <laughs> me. She didn't even know. <laughs> but thank you for that. I appreciate saying that. It's always it always feels good for, you know, other attorneys of color, especially mm-hmm. to get like validation. Yeah. Like, I see you, you're doing it, you know. Yes, yes. I think it's kind of like that thing where you give the head nod yeah, or like, you're like, oh, there's another Yeah, I see right. you. Right. <laughs> I see you. Yes. So that's yes. awesome. Um, where can people find you if they wanna, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> yeah, so definitely we have um, Instagram, Serpico, at Serpico Sadiq PC, okay. um, and Facebook. And then my office is located downtown Brooklyn on Court Street, so okay. you can always reach me there. Um, and S- your website? Website is sssspclaw.com. Okay. Um, and that's it. That's yeah. it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you. <laughs>